All right, week 10 of the NFL is here. Uh, we're finally in the double digits of weeks. Um, kind of sad getting closer into the season, but um, plenty of football ahead. And, you know, whether you're a college fan, NFL fan, um, you know, the best part of the season is always December, January, and, you know, February for Super Bowl. Um, I got John back on the podcast today. How you doing, John? Doing well. Good, uh, good to be doing this. I'm excited. Yeah, um, you know, we, we've... We've had a you know solid nine weeks of NFL action so far. Um, you know, not not the most eventful week we're coming off of. Um, I know you know some of our rooting interests were on by. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some beatdowns. There were a couple games that came down to the wire. A couple actually, seventeen seventeen games came down to the wire last week. Um, pretty hectic at the witching hour. But other than that, no two not too many crazy uh, storylines. I think probably the biggest right now is probably injury bug going around Josh Allen with that UCL injury. How bad is that? Um, But, you know, I don't think there's been too many crazy changes in the playoff race as of late. Um, Seahawks are kind of getting the job done. looks like they're kind of taking off that division. That was kind of the only question mark I had circled. Um, Mm -hmm. But today we're going to start off the episode a little bit differently. And we're going to take this through the rest of the season. Um, Since we're getting closer to the end of college football season, CFP is in full effect. Um, Heisman watches in full effect. So we're going to talk a little bit about the draft prospects. We're going to zone in to one position each week. Uh, this week, we're going to start with quarterbacks, obviously, because, uh, you know, who doesn't want to talk about quarterbacks always, you know, usually the top picks in the draft. Um, I think 2023 class is, is pretty solid quarterback class, at least a little bit better than last year. Last mm-hmm. year's was historically one of the worst we've seen in a long time. Um, I think Pittsburgh kind of got baited into taking Kenny Pickett. Uh, too good of a you know match right there. I, I don't think that was the best pick in the world at twenty, but you know, we'll talk. We'll find that out soon eventually. But um, let's talk a little about a little bit about this class. Obviously, I think there's two guys up top, and uh, you know, these are the guys we've been hearing about since last year. These are the guys that teams were hearing about in the spring when they were deciding if they're going to draft a quarterback. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, um, two just really fun prospects that have been electric since they got their starts at uh, Alabama and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially intriguing, you know, as a Panthers fan, you know, we have hopes that maybe one of these top two guys will be on the roster next year. Um, I think there's, you know, one and two, and then I think there's quite the gap between those two guys and the next, which I think you have, what, Will Levis as that QB3? Yeah, I've got Levis at QB3 right now. Um you know, I, I think the gap, honestly, I think there is a little bit of a gap, but I don't think it's as crazy as you think. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a bigger gap after three to four. I think that Levis, you can kind of throw in that category with um, when you're watching the tape on these guys, all three of them, what you see is just the traits are there. And that's the thing that sells people early on. That's what you look for. You're looking for the upside. You're looking for the traits. There's a reason why Josh Allen was a first round pick. And I'm going to tell you, it's not because he wowed with stats. It's because you turn on that tape and you know he wasn't making smart decisions. He wasn't throwing the ball where he needed to throw the ball. He wasn't processing the field as fast as he needed to process the field. But, you know, he was scrambling through the pocket. He was throwing off platform, making, you know, huge ball, huge balls across the field. He was, you know, airing out 80 yards, um, maybe overthrowing his guy, but at least getting it that far. It's the arm talent that you really want. And uh, the other thing you got to evaluate is do they have the intangibles? Maybe they're processing or, you know, development's not there yet, but is this a guy that can get there? 
Or is this going to be a Josh Rosen that doesn't right. want to, you know, move up in that category? And I put Levis right in there with those two guys. And I think, you know, maybe we see one, two, three pretty often. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty often that we see, you know, Stroud and then Young and then probably Levis three. I've seen a little bit of movement, maybe Levy at Levis at two. I think Mel Kuyper did that. Um, I think maybe PFF had it as well. But yeah, I mean, every NFL team right now that's looking at quarterbacks probably has a different three, in my opinion. I think there's Definitely some teams that love this one. Um, he's just a big guy. He's got a big arm. And uh, mm-hmm. I turned on that Florida tape where he, you know, on the stat sheet looked awful. And even in the game watching live, he looked awful. But, man, I gave him a positive grade out of that one. I mean, he was making, you know, running out of the pocket and zipping it across to the opposite in, in line. And, um, you know, it's just he just has those traits you look for. And not many other people yeah. in the class do. But, yeah, I, I, I think those top three. My um, so the thing I I'm thinking about these three prospects and you kind of touched on it but you know different GMs might rank these three you know differently than each other like you got CJ Stroud who's a really polished prospect like he's got the size he's got the arm he can make all the throws and when I was watching him play yeah. he goes through his reads like he's not just staring down the one receiver and he does have the benefit of playing, you know, in, at Ohio State with great wide receivers, really solid running backs, just a great roster mm-hmm. in general. But it seems like he really cognitively is a good quarterback, and I think he's going to take that next step. Uh, he's really poised. When you talk about Bryce Young, you know, obviously he won the Heisman last year. Um, he lost a lot of players to the NFL draft. You know, the production isn't as good as it was last year, but it seems like Bryce has that you know, obviously the poise is there, but he also has that gamer mentality. Like he steps up in the biggest moments and absolutely he He has the last week, but like he's got it, you know, like, and those, those losses aren't on him. Like he's the one keeping them in those games. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up an Auburn fan. I can say this with, with no bias, you know, I should be hating on him. I I think he's the best player on that team. I think, you know, the skill positions aren't there. He's running Bill O'Brien's offense, which, the Bama fans out there, you know, screaming, oh, fire Bill O'Brien, oh, fire um, whoever their DUI machine defensive coordinator is, Pete Golding, whatever his name is. Yep. Uh, they're over there, you know, bashing the coordinators. Bill O'Brien's running probably the most pro-friendly offense in college football. That's not They just on don't have O'Brien. wide receivers this year, man. That's not on Bri- O'Brien. That's not on uh, Young. And, you know, I think another guy that's been a little bit overrated um, Jameer Gibbs, he's really fast and he does, you know, runs the ball. He makes highlight plays. He is not a technically sound running back. And watching that film last week, he misses a lot, a lot, a lot in pass protection. He completely misses guys. He doesn't go all in. He gets destroyed by defenders. Uh, I think, you know, not having a Brian Robinson in there, I think that's a huge impact against, uh, young right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just because teams know how to stop Bama right now. It's send, you know, the Wink Martindale blitz. Um, but let's get down this list. We got a couple other guys to cover. Um, last thing to say about this group, if I was going to grade them out of 100 or out of 99, let's say like Andrew Luck is a 99, maybe Trevor Lawrence is a 98. Um, CJ Stroud for me is probably like a 92, 93, I think. I think he's really good. Um, I, mm-hmm. I would comp him right up with uh, with Justin Herbert. I think 
about the exact same, a lot of potential, you know, does a lot, right. Really smart kid. Um, Bryce Young, I'd have him just a notch below, probably like a 91. And then Levis, I would have him like at an 89. Like he's, I think in that same category, but maybe in a different tier, you know, he's in a B range, maybe not More an A. A project. Um, yeah. Now those are three guys. I think those are the ones that could go first round. I don't see anybody right now that's else is probably gonna go first round. Um, day two guys, Anthony Richardson, man, he's so hard to evaluate. He's got, you talk about traits, they're, they're there, they're there. But um, what I was talking about earlier, can you teach him to play football? Because he does not look like he can play a quarterback out there. Um, he's just so much further behind developmentally, uh, the progressions, the reads, the things that, you know, you would think you'd show a little bit of hope. And I know I'm kind of going back on myself saying that that's not the main thing you look at, but for him, it's like, okay, have you ever played a game of quarterback in your life? Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but freak athlete, um, very coachable guy. I only heard good things coming out and I think he's probably going to head back to college next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's a couple other names that we can talk about. And I don't really think, like, I think those top three are guys who get drafted and their job is to be the QB one, like Mm -hmm. the show, like the, the franchise is on their shoulders. Like, now the next tier, and I don't, I don't know if this is tiered correctly, but you guys, you got guys like Hennon Hooker, you got guys like um, Bo Nix. You know, that's funny we were mentioning him because, you know, his days back at Auburn, yeah, you didn't really think he which, would get drafted, and now he's a top one hundred guy, maybe. You know, last year I think he showed a lot of poise and jump. Uh, he took a big step up. I thought he got injured towards the end of the year. People forget about that. That kind of killed him. Um, he was playing really good ball last year for Auburn, even though he had no help. That is one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. You've seen what Auburn's done this year without him. They're awful. Um, Bo Nix has taken over. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is a Heisman finalist. He's a guy that, you know, I'm not going to count out of maybe going in the first round because this is a guy that, you know, we talk about traits. He's throwing the ball. Great. He doesn't maybe have that raw zip, but I mean, you can't tell me he doesn't have an arm comparable to some NFL starters right now. Um, I, I love what Bo Nix is doing. And, um, you know, the craziest thing about it is he's the best athlete out of all these guys, in my opinion. He has that agility. He is, right. you know, he can be kind of a, he can kind of run a Lamar Jackson offense. And I'm not saying he's the runner that Lamar Jackson is, but that RPO heavy, um, I, I think that he's a guy that, you know, could maybe go in that Davis Mills range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, he's a Booker, great, though. great athlete. And Bo Nix, gamer. You know, he's always he in the past years at Auburn, he's always trying to make a play. You know, and a lot of times that bit him in the butt. And you know, in prime time when they're playing Georgia, we're watching him play, and we're thinking the same old uh, Bo Nix. But for the people who have not watched him play this year, he's you know top five in Heisman race right now. He's playing really efficient ball. Like like you said, he's doing. He's playing efficient ball, running the ball, and he's also making great passes. And he's got a lot of passing touchdowns, not many interceptions. Uh, and he's making Oregon a legit contender in this college football playoff for a reason. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then next guy, Hendon Hooker, you mentioned him. Um, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not a big fan of Hooker. Um, he has been a good story this year. He is a fifth-year senior. He's 24 years old. He'll be 25 in January. Um, I mean, I think he could get drafted. I think he's maybe a mid-round guy. Um, 
but you watch his tape and there's like nothing he really wows you with. The arm is all right. He makes some big throws. The scheme is very quarterback friendly, especially with, you know, two first round potential wide receivers. Um, but you know, he stands in the pocket like a statue. We saw that against Georgia. Um, he, he's not a fast processor. Um, I just don't see this guy having any success in the NFL. Uh, I'm glad that he's been the storybook season, had this storybook season, but it's pretty much dead right now. He doesn't really have any redemption for Eisman, in my opinion, um, unless somehow they sneak into the SEC championship with a Georgia loss to like Georgia Tech or someone. I don't see it. But yeah, Hidden Hooker, I think, was a good story, but I think it's over already. Now, I have a question for you. If you are a GM, let's say you're in the third round, and you're wanting to draft a quarterback, maybe just to fill a backup role or maybe compete with a, a vet. And you got Bo Nix on the board, you got Hinnon Hooker on the board, and you have Georgia Stedson Bennett on the board. Who are you taking? And give me the order. Well, first thing I'd have to ask is what's my scheme? Because I think that plays into it a lot. I mean, if you're the Ravens, uh, you probably want to take Bo Nix, you know, RPO heavy guy. Um, you right. want a solid backup. You want a gamer. You want to last time. Who did they draft? Trace McSorley. And uh, I think Bo Nix is very similar to Trace McSorley in college. A little bit better mm-hmm. passer, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, if you are a team like, oh, I don't know, maybe a team with a younger quarterback, you got, you know, Giants maybe, and you want someone to replace Tyrod Taylor with and cut that cap down. I would say maybe you take Hendon Hooker, a good uh, practice squad, you know, practice player, a guy that can, you know, maybe get thrown in there, but you don't ever see being, you know, the long-term solution. This is assuming they bring back Daniel Jones next year, which, uh, you know, kind of is pointing that way. Right. Um, Yeah. But then, you know, Stetson Bennett, I think you probably take when you already have an established backup and you can maybe take a shot at having him compete for that. Maybe you get him seventh round. you know, you're, you're a team with a solid starter. Maybe you have Case Keenum, maybe you're the Bills, and you want, mm-hmm. hey, uh, let's bring in another guy to compete for that third string and strengthen that quarterback room who's probably going to stick around in our practice squad if we cut him and nobody's going to claim him. Uh, I think that's when you kind of go with Stetson Bennett. Yeah, that all makes sense. I agree. Yeah. And then uh, the last are kind of just like the wild cards, guys, that I got on this list uh, that I think could get drafted. Will Rogers, Mississippi State. I love what he's been doing. Um, slowed down a little bit. I think people are zoning too much into production. I'm zoning into, I think he can make all the throws. I think he's one of the quickest processors in college football. Um, when you find those t- two things in a quarterback, you take them. Uh, DJ Ugalele, uh, Uyungale, uh, however you want to pronounce it. He, you know, is trending in the wrong story. direction, right? Five star. Yeah. Got off to a very hot start through seven games, but boom, had two back to back horrible games, got benched in one of them, lost the next one. Um, you know, I, I think he's got the traits, but he's probably going to head back to college football another year. And maybe we even see him transfer if uh, your guy, Cade, Cade Klubnick, Klubnick takes over. Um, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, he has been a good story, a veteran guy. He started at uh, it was Indiana. Um, now, you know, at Washington, been you know leads the nation in passing yards. He's really airing it out, putting the ball on a, a dot. I like him. Aiden O'Connell, of another vet out of Purdue. He's you know a guy that teams have on the radar that I've been told. Um, day three guy, maybe day two. He's going to be at the Senior Bowl most likely. Maybe jump a little bit. 
Uh, Jaron Hall out of BYU. He's a guy who's already been on this pilgrimage. He's 25 as well. I don't think he gets drafted, but uh, shout out to NFL Draft Reddit. They all are obsessed with this guy. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I see a little bit weird. of traits and stuff. Yeah, kind of just a weird take. Everybody loves him. They want to be the next Zach Wilson. He didn't get the hype that gained him up the, the polls yet. Um, and then the last guy I really just want to throw out there, and this is crazy. Uh, this guy is, you know, kind of low key. You guarantee listening to this, you have not heard his name yet, but uh, Tyson Bagnet. He is from Shepherd D2, I believe, college out of West Virginia. Um, all-time, you know, division leader in passing yards and has, you know, a million different records. Um, this is a guy that I got tipped off on. I, I plugged in his tape and man, he uh he's pretty fun to watch. I mean, solid, solid arm, just smart processor, big and stocky, um, quick out of the pocket, really good, really good run. Um Runner How big as well is he? D2. I want to say he's like six four. I got it written down somewhere, like six four, two twenty-ish. So, you know, solid build. NFL size, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think he's a guy flying under the radar, but he could be, you know, a late round pick um that you know you start hearing the name of maybe in March or April, and maybe he gets an invite to one of these bigger uh bowl games, mm-hmm. senior bowl well, or shrine bowl. I have one question for you. Um, you mentioned that Bryce Young is like 90, 91, 92, right in that draft grade. If Bryce Young is 6'3", 6'4", 215, 225, what would you rate, grade him? You know, the only reason why I think it would impact him is because we have seen him get banged up a little bit. But Bryce Young is a tough, tough guy. He uh, pops back up. He plays through injuries. He plays when they let him. Um you know, I think that would maybe have them equal with with C, uh, CJ if if they both were the same exact size. I think it mm-hmm. is a little bit of a knock. I think uh, it's a little bit of an uncertain just because not many guys have been that size. However, I think he shows up to you know the weigh in wherever combine or wherever he's going to weigh in first, and mm-hmm. I think he steps on the scales and he's two hundred pounds. Uh, that's just my take. I think they're going to get him with water weight or whatever they need to do to make sure he gets over 200 pounds. I think he's going to measure in at six feet, maybe, maybe 5'11". I think it's going to be just fine. I think there's been plenty of quarterbacks recently. I mean, Tua, these guys are stockier than him. I mean, Kyler, we've seen some of the better quarterbacks in the NFL be a little bit smaller. I don't think size is as widely regarded as it used to be. But, you know, that smaller frame is probably going to be a little bit of a knock on him. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, he's got the it factor. If someone's got the it factor, take them over, you know, the guy that's got the build. I think I want a guy with the it factor. He's going to win you games. Um, yeah, all right. I so agree. that was good. Solid quarterback preview. Fun class. I think 2024 is going to be much better. I think it's going to be one of the best quarterback classes we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, so Great. I think we're going to we're going to see how this this one ends up. But uh, let's get into our week 10 preview. Talk a little bit NFL now. Um, start off with Thursday night football Falcons at Panthers. Uh, this is the second time in 11 days. We've seen this matchup, uh, Panthers and Falcons had an all time overtime matchup last time they played, um, tonight after we are recording this, the game will kick off. Um, Mm -hmm. forecast is calling for hurricane weather. Looks like the, the Bezos curse is still alive. Carolina, man, they're just full-on tank their d looked good for about seven weeks now they look like trash um pj i think is another one of those games he goes out and throws like seven yards in the first half 
Yeah, I don't really know if the weather helps the Panthers or the Falcons. You know, the Falcons are a, you know, run heavy. Run heavy, yeah. Marcus Mariota, just watching him play last week, he had so many deep balls, whether they were to Kyle Pitts or Drake London, that were just terrible. I don't know what it is with Hawaiians and throwing a deep ball, but they can't do it. Uh, and And the Panthers, last week they go get embarrassed by the Bengals. I kind of saw that coming. It just it was painting that way. Um, but this one, I think the Falcons are probably going to get the win, even though they are on the road as a favorite, something that Mariota does not really tend to do well. I just think that they're the better coach team. The Panthers just fired some assistance. Um, and there's just, it's just a dumpster fire. I don't see it getting any better. I see it getting worse before it gets better. I think the Falcons yeah. win here. Yeah. Fun stat. Um, PJ Walker, he's kind of a boom or bust type of guy. He has an 8.57% big time throw rate. So roughly, uh, you know, one out of 10 passes thrown is going for a big play, Um, but just a terrible QBR. So, you know, he's just, he's not sustainable, not reliant. Um, You know, he's he's just not reliable. He's just not, not a starting quarterback in my opinion, but Hey, full on tank mode. Maybe they can get one of those quarterbacks we just outlined. All right, uh, next game, Seattle at Tampa Bay. This is the German game. Uh, first ever Let's NFL go. game in Germany. Seahawks on a 5-1 and one streak. Gino continues to amaze. Um, you know, Tampa Bay's favored. They finally, you know, got the monkey off their back last week and won a close one. Uh, Cade Otten, big time touchdown at the end of the game. He's looking pretty awesome on my fantasy team. Um, Bucks can't seem to get healthy, though. Winfield's out. Uh, most likely out at least. Evans looking like he's probably going to be a game-time decision, especially going over to Germany. You never know. Shaq Barrett done for a year. Um, I think Winfield's a guy that we got to watch the status of. I think he's a you know one of their best players. He is PFF's number one rated safety slash nickelback right now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's a guy that I got circled, especially because he's probably going to be going one-on-one with Tyler Lockett all day. Yeah, I think uh, this game, hot seat, you got flat earthers. Um, The flight from Seattle to Munich and the flight from Tampa Bay to Munich is only a 30-minute difference. You know why? Because the curvature of the earth. Um, So people saying that Seattle's got to travel further, it's really not that far, not much further. Obviously, it's a little bit more time zones, but no one really does it better than Pete Carroll going from the West Coast to the East. I have no yep. idea why Tampa Bay is favored here. Anyone who watched the game last week, it was certainly not a get-right game for them. They looked atrocious until that last drive. Um, and the Seahawks have been winning, what, is it four in a row? And here's a fun fact. There's two quarterbacks. Four in a row, yep. Two quarterbacks who are undefeated against Tom Brady as far as the spread. Can you guess who those quarterbacks are? I'm going to guess Geno Smith is one. Mm-hmm. Um, two. Oh, against pretty the obvious. spread. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Eli Manning and Geno Smith. Geno Smith Ooh. is 5-0 and against Tom Brady when this, against the spread. Um, is this when he started? He started five times yeah, this is, Brady? Yeah, when he was uh, in New York. Jets. And he beat the spread. Wow, I didn't realize he was that long of a starter. Oh, yeah, interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize it either. But 
And another thing to note about this game, the Seahawks have a quite a large fan base in Germany. It's the uh, oh, yeah. 13th man. Did you know that? Yep. So this is 13th a big man. Game. This is a big game. Um, and I think that the better team keeps on rolling. I, I like the Seahawks here. I don't know. My only hesitation is there's rumors swirling around that Kenneth Walker does not have a passport and he will not be making the trip. Is there any truth to that? And have you picked up anything in, uh, you know, East Lansing? The word around East Lansing is that is all smoke. Do not listen all to smoke, it. All smoke, no mirrors. It's all smoke. Gotcha. All right. So Kenny Walker, he hates the disrespect. He's going to go out and put on another performance. He's um, balling. He's a dog. He's he's the, he's the rookie of the year, I think. I think he's for sure rookie hey, of the year. If you keep he's been on a top giving 10 running points. Back. If you keep on giving Seattle points, I'm going to keep on taking them. It's free money. Yeah, I agree. Um, what else do we have on this one? Oh, here's a good one that I wrote down. Uh, interesting stat games this year where Tyler Lockett has 100 plus yards. The Seahawks are 0 2. That tells me they are very dependent on the run, aka big games by Kenny Walker and uh, Rashad. What's his name? Who's the guy who's already out for the season? Penny? Rashad Penny? That's Rashad right. Penny. I can't even keep yeah. up. Former we first round CD pick out of San Diego State, Rashad Penny. Yeah. And CD. Yeah. DJ Dallas. Um, <laughs> Get my letters mixed up. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, Seattle because why not? And uh, even though Tom Brady is going to be over there in Germany getting his special treatments done, probably um, the stuff that's not approved by the FDA in the United States. Um, but you know all that anti-aging stuff. But I think you know Gino's got that dog in him. I think mm-hmm. that the Bucks defense is the most overrated in the league, and I think not having Shaq is a big blow to their pass rush. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Seattle. All right, next game, Vikings at Buffalo Bills. Bills, this is an interesting thing. Bills opened up as 9.5 favorites of the Vikings. Now it's 3.5 mm-hmm. favorites. Crazy. This is in Buffalo. That tells me one thing and one thing only. Case Keenum is starting this game. Fade the Bills. I think the Vikings are hot. Um I think that, uh, you know, are they frauds? Maybe, but uh, this is, you know, what could set their season straight. Hey, not so fast. Not so fast. Six-point line movement is pretty crazy, Um, but this is a revenge game for Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs. Big revenge game. The Vikings have nothing to gain winning this game, all right? It's in Buffalo. These guys are going to want to win for Josh Allen. Case Keenum, I don't think he's going to make a whole lot of mistakes. I still think this Bills team, although they played pretty poorly last week, I still think they're one of the top teams in the NFL, one of the top defensive units. Uh, And I think the Vikings are due to drop one. And I think, you know, being on the road back-to-back, I think this is a prime candidate for them to drop one. And they're not good outside. Uh, they're an indoor team. They're just not. They are an indoor team. Um, we all know Orchard Park gets a little bit brisky in the winter. Uh, this is the Old first home coming. game for the Bills. This is the this is interesting. This is the first home game this year for the Bills where they aren't double digit favorites, even as it opened at nine point five. Um, now just three point five. Keep that in mind. They're getting a lot of love by Vegas this year. I'm fading the Bills. I'm going Vikings here. Um, just, you know, purely because either a Josh Allen does play when he shouldn't, and he's not going to play well, or B case Keenum's washed. He was good. You're right. Five years ago when he 
had the Superdome miracle. Um, you know, I don't think I don't he's, even think he's, he's that him. good. I don't even think he's no. that good. But I don't think he yeah. has to be that good. He's going up against one of the top defensive ends in the league right now. But uh, your boys, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Vikings. I'm going Vikings. I'm going Vikings. All right, All right we should Jags. Do a, we should do a bet. You against me, just live right here. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. All right. Ten dollars. Virtual handshake. Virtual handshake. All right. Ten dollars. Vikings are going to win. All right. Next game, Jags at Chiefs. Chiefs, 9.5 favorites, but they've failed to cover anything over six this year. I think that this fireworks offense that we're expecting is just not the Chiefs' MO this year. They're very good, but they're not that explosive Tyreek Hill offense. Um, I think the Jags are frisky. They stay in every single game. Last week, they had that big 20-point comeback. ETN has been a top 10 back the last month. I expect him to be a top 10 back for the rest of the year. Um, I think... You know, Kansas City, this one's in Kansas City. It's going to be the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a close one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Chiefs as, you know, more than a touchdown favorite, they do not hit. Last week, I was all over the Titans. I knew that they weren't going to cover 12 and a half. I don't care who's at quarterback. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes is the GOAT. He's just the GOAT. He's going to be the best quarterback of all time. I saw some crazy stat where when he's winning or when he's down by 10 plus points, he still has a 59% win rate. Like that is just yikes. That is crazy. He's so good. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey's good. Andy Reid's great. Uh, but Mahomes is the reason why this team is arguably the best in the NFL. You touched on ETN. I think he's a stud. I think he's a top five dynasty back. He reminds me a lot of CMC. I like watching him play, but I agree. Yeah, there's a reason why he was first-round pick. Yeah. Over uh, before Najee Harris, right? Mm-hmm. One pick Ooh, Najee Harris is uh Or no, no, he was, he was after Najee because I know – you know why 18, I know that? 18, 19. Why? You know why I know that? Because I bet that ETN would get picked before Najee, and I think it was like one or two pick difference, and it's just a shame. I think it was like 24, 25, something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, next game, Texans at Giants. Giants coming off a loss and a bye. Five-point favorites. We haven't seen them favorited much this year. I think this is a game where they start opening up the offense, let DJ take some shots. They've been you know, getting a little bit more healthy. Kenny Galladay looks like he could be coming back. Um, mm-hmm. The over-under is 40. I'm just praying that this hits the over for once, and I hope that it includes 35 points from the Giants. This is a must win. I cannot emphasize that enough. If the Giants are for real, their schedule gets very, very hard down the road. They have to win these next two games if they mm-hmm. are going to make a serious push, in my opinion. Um, and I don't yep. think that – I think for them, they want to at least get the six seed or the five seed if they're not going to win their division. I think that seven seed is going to be very tough because it, you know, top two, three teams of the NFC are really good right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game opened up at – I think it was – Either seven or half, seven and a half or six and a half. And now it's actually four, minus four Giants. Um, I think it's it's a trap game for the Giants, but I have all of the trust in this Giants team, especially having a bye week to prepare for it. I think that they're the better coach team. I think playing at home is going to help them. Um, and this this Texans team, Damian Pierce is banged up with a chest injury. I think he's going to play, but... 
he's not going to be 100%. Brandon Cooks, I don't even know if he plays football anymore. Uh, absolute head case. I can't stand these guys who just sit out because they don't get traded. Like, you're paid to play football. Let's play Let's play some football. Um, yeah, I think he's only Giants been traded 15 here. times. Yeah. I think, hot take, I think Kenny Galladay gets his first touchdown as a Giant. Just I think that there. I think Kenny Galladay absolutely mosses, absolutely mosses scorched earth mosses, um, you know, someone maybe maybe uh, what's his name Stingley Derek Stingley rookie mm-hmm. top three pick absolute mossed by Kenny Galladay. That's another my hot thing, take. Another thing to note here, Harris is Texans run defense is dog water, and this Giants dog team water. can run the ball really well. Whether that's with Saquon. Or Danny Dimes doesn't matter. They're going to be running all over this team. I think I'm not going to bet on. It. I think the Giants could dog this team. I really do. All I think the, decentralized decentralized Danny gets hot this game. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All the sharps around the Texans. That line keeps on moving. I think they're brainwashed. I think they're idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. This is the Texans. They suck. They're like thinking. Oh, Houston Astros just won the World Series. Let's get on that that hot Houston town. Yeah, they um, think they think Altuve's. They see the what they they look at the box score of the Philadelphia Eagles versus Texans. They're like, oh, the Texans are frisky. They held in this game. Uh, okay, it was on Thursday night, and it was a lot further out than it was. Not very close. It was a couple yeah. flash plays. That's the Scored Eagles the game. They don't drive. just blow teams out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last point about this is um, Xavier McKinney, broken hand on the ATV. What happened there? Golly. He was in Cabo. He swears that he was not drinking. I don't buy it. He says that he wasn't even driving. I also don't buy that. Um, Not a good look for the Giants to get injured. It seems like they get injured in any possible way. They don't even have to be playing football. Um, now, he hasn't missed a snap this year too. So that's an impact player. He did say it was a freak accident and something fell on his hand. I don't know if I buy that either. Um, what exactly? So was he with, uh, Jihad Ward or those, cause he posted that Instagram of him doing a wheelie with an ATV. Hottie. I think they call him hottie. It seems like that team loves that guy. I don't really know much about him, but I was actually looking at his Instagram before um, Xavier McKinney, that stuff came out. And I did see a bunch of like wheelies in the past, but it looked like it was in the off season still. I mean, just crazy that you're posting that, like that's got to make your market value go down, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Adi is, you know, interesting guy. I'm, I'm eager to find out and I know that we will hear the truth on it eventually um all right next game cowboys at packers call me crazy but this seems like aaron Rodgers maybe could get things going this weekend against the against the cowboys man i think the cowboys are due for a loss and i think aaron Rodgers, he's lost five straight he's not going to keep losing this one's in green bay 35 degrees at kickoff we both know that little dak doesn't like his little hands too cold he needs his little mittens um Mm -hmm. i think that the cowboys get a reality check I have seen Twitter filled with Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl odds have skyrocketed. People are buying them on all the sports books. Uh, I call BS. I think they're trash. Absolute BS. Yeah, this this game is 
Packers backs against the wall, right? If they lose this game, the season is done. There's no coming back. The thing that sucks for the Packers is they are so banged up. They're so injured. They're one of the most injured teams in the league. They lose, you know, rookie Romeo Dobbs to a high ankle sprain. They lose their top edge rusher to a torn ACL. Last week, they're the most, I think, is it Achilles or ACL? ACL? For some reason, I thought it was Achilles. Maybe maybe you're right. There's been a lot of stuff going on with injuries. Last week, they were the most healthy they've been, and and they drop a game to the Lions. I think Rodgers gets things right here. I think they at least cover the I think it was five and a half, but I think that this is a one that they could they could win. Like you said, the Cowboys been, are due to drop one. It's been interesting. So explain this line. Opened as plus three Green Green Bay, went to minus four Green Bay. Now it's plus five Green Bay. How does that work out? Is it just the injuries? There's no way that the Packers were favored in this game. I I promise you it's shot down to minus four, at least from my, uh, from PFF's website. Um, I don't know. Crazy. Crazy game. I, maybe just cause it's in green day. Maybe there were some injuries and Cowboys. Who knows? I think Zeke's coming back. Um, I think, I think Packers are going to win this one. I, I just get a crazy feeling. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with you there. All right, next one, Sunday Night Football, Chargers at 49ers. 49ers, a touchdown favorite. It's in San Francisco, only the fourth home game this year so far for the 49ers. They have been all right, 2-1 and at home. Herbert, he's starting to get healthy. Keenan Allen may be playing. He's, quote, day-to-day, but also the softest player in the league. Um, But, you know, on paper, McCaffrey versus Eckler. Fun fantasy football matchup, if anything. Yeah. Um, my note is Keenan Allen has been day-to-day since week one. I mean, how does that hamstrings. make any sense? How does that make any and sense? He should, have been, he should have been put on IR. Don't touch football for like two months. I don't think he's going to play and be at what he should be, be at what Keenan Allen of last year's like this entire season. He's just – all right, you know, lingering injury. I just don't. I don't. See I it. never. I never understand the snap count, pitch counts for, you know, especially for receivers. How are you expecting a guy to go out there in the back of his mind, knowing that he's on a pitch count, knowing that he's probably not going one hundred percent, to go out there and play receiver in a game where the margins are so slim in the NFL? I always hated that. Guys never do well when they're on a pitch count. Um, not even a Megatron type guy. I, I don't like it. Um, I think he probably is just going to skip this game too. And, you know, he's kind of security blanket for Justin Herbert. Herbert's catching a lot of heat this year, uh, yeah. especially from, from uh big ears or a I, I, He's his latest target. Um, maybe just chill out, Dan. You're, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks to ever play in an NFL game. And you're one of the worst analysts to ever evaluate the NFL game. So uh, yeah, I don't let Herbert grow, man. Yeah. yeah, he got a block. I I, I unfollowed him on, on Twitter, and I the, still see his posts. The thing about this game, so the 49ers coming off a bye, um, we were talking about how they're kind of dark horse Super Bowl potential. You know, there's obviously playoff hopes for this team going all in for CMC. I think seven points is, is way too much um, against this Chargers team that has five wins. They didn't look great last week. But if you're giving me Herbert covering seven, I like that. I think that um, 
you know, I still believe in Justin Herbert. He hasn't been playing as well, but he's been dealing with uh, injuries and he's got yeah. a depleted wide receiver room. Um, and he's just, thrown it to uh, Andre Carter, you know, that's just, what do you expect yeah, out of him? Joshua it's kind of like Daniel Jones. It's like, who's yeah. Daniel Jones throwing it to? The Tua, the Tua Herbert comparisons, people saying, oh, I'm team Tua. Look, Tua has been playing great and he's been playing really efficient. Uh, and that games. offense is is perfect for what he can do well. But if you put Justin Herbert on that Miami's Dolph, Miami Dolphins roster, I think he he might break all the records for a single season. Like he's he'll break Marino's records, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Herbert's just on a bad team this year. I think this team was overhyped to start this year. Um, yeah. I hate that take of. Oh, there's no excuses if you can't get done with this team. It's like so many things happen in the NFL. Look, this guy's lost his left tackle. He's lost his right tackle. He's lost some interior linemen. Um, you know, he's down his top two receivers. Uh, you know, one of his tight ends broke their neck. It just not nothing's going his way. And then JC Jackson, who they pump all of their cap into, ends up being one of the biggest busts, and he's out for the season. Injured, yeah. Um, Khalil Mack, you know, has been awesome. Joey Bosa has been out for the year so far, too. It's just, what do you expect out of this kid? And he's playing in the hardest division in football. Yeah. And and he's injured too. He's hurt. He's playing with broken ribs or injured cartilage. How do you think that affects a guy throwing the football? It's tough. And he's Mm -hmm. out there, you know, still getting the job done at times and, you know, beating the the Falcons last week. So lay off Justin Herbert. I think he's a top 10 talent in the league. And, you know, guys that are quarterbacks are going to have very long careers and they're going to have stretches in their career where they're down a little bit. Look at Rodgers right now. Are we still going to say he stinks? No, he's just having a bad go at it. Things aren't right. For a quarterback, everything kind of has to click. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be a good Sunday night football. And then Monday night football, Philadelphia versus the uh, Washington Commanders. It's in Philadelphia, 8-0 uh, versus 4-5. and MVP candidate versus job on the line quarterback. It's going to be chilly, 43 degrees. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, but... You know, I think the commanders get blown out of this one. Wow. I see. I have a different take on this one. I I think commanders are playing good football. They didn't win last week, but, you know, there's an argument that maybe they should have. Commanders have been covering too. Like I've been betting on them the past couple of weeks, and they're the commanders. They cover. That's what they do. This is a division game in primetime. Heineke shows up in bright lights. Um, I think that it's going to be – I don't understand why it's 10 and a half. That seems kind of crazy to me. I think the commanders make – Because the Eagles are 8-0, the best team in football. <laughs> yeah, but I just – I don't think, you know, a division game, I don't think they're covering 10 and a half. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. But Monday Night Football, here's the thing. I think that Heineke is fun. I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy you can get behind. I love the Taylor Heineke buys a different pair of Jordans every week that are the color of the team that he beat, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's great PR. There's a lot going on in Washington right now in general. There's a lot going on with the commanders. There's a lot going on with their ownership and their players. And, you know, we don't know who their coach is going to be next week for all I know. Um, Heineke's fun though, but he's not good. He's got a 36.6 passer rating under pressure. That's one of the worst in the league. Um, I said it a couple weeks ago, Tom Brady had a similar passing percentage or passer rating. 
A 38 passer rating is if you throw an incompletion every play. So he has a 36.6 under pressure. So he's doing worse than if he just chucked the ball into the stands every play um, or spiked it every play. Uh, So his turnover rate is 8.18% turnover worthy passes. Um, He has just six attempts this season over 20 yards. Three of them have been turnover worthy passes. Uh, two of them have been touchdowns, even though one of those was the touchdown that the ref was picked last week to Curtis Samuel. I don't know if you saw that, but, um, you know, totally gifted a touchdown for a pretty bad pass. Um, he's a gamer though. He keeps it close. Mm -hmm. I think this is the game though, where, you know, I don't think it's ending for the Eagles. I think they're going to win this one at home on Monday night football. Mm -hmm. And you know, who else is a gamer? Justin Hurt. Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert was on my mind. <laughs> He's a gamer too sometimes. Uh, no, Jalen Hurts has been balling, dude. I Justin Hurts honestly would be the best quarterback in the league right now if you combine Jalen Hurts and Justin yeah, Herbert. I so I think that's where my head was. Yeah, going into the season, I had question mark about Jalen Hurts, and all he does is silence that. I mean, he's he's due for a big contract extension after this year if he plays the way he's been planned. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Jalen hurts is, uh, he's the type of guy that's going to be worth giving him that extension after this season rather than waiting because oh, yeah. you know, and by the time of his contract, it's only going to go up. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I got Eagles in this one. I got them covering honestly, 10.5 mm. commanders are trash. No, I think commanders they're cover. due. They're due for a big loss. All right. Uh, let's get to our awards. Points. First award. Um, we'll blow through these pretty quick. He's Sam, graduate of Hemothy University of the Week. Give me yours. I got my boy ETN. 100 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Got the Jags a win. Much needed. Uh, I think he is just, you know, I think he's a back that you build around. He's really exciting to watch if you're a Jaguars fan. Uh, he provides a spark, and he's a great receiving back as well. He's he's what this NFL back like you, what you want Modern to do. NFL back. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. Exactly. What about That's you? That's a good one. I, I like ETN. My he's him graduate of Hemothy University of the week is That's the one and only Captain <laughs> Captain Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, you like from that? East Lansing, graduate of Michigan State University. Yeah, people forget um, that. People forget that. You know, he was, uh, you know, really good quarterback back then. Um, still, you know, putting still up is. wins. I love it. He only has 13 touchdowns. You know, he's already got six interceptions this year, which is almost as many as he had last season. But he has got his team off to one of the best records and, you know, best starts of his career, 7-1. and one. They're leading the NFC North. They've made the Packers, you know, season hopes pretty much crumble. Um, and he's just, you know... He's kind of weird. He's kind of nerdy, but he's just all around a good guy. Um, you know, pretty much a, always seems like a good guy, good teammate. Um, you know, a guy worth being the face of your franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I love the content of him. Too. Yeah, here's the bag. Secures the bag. He's getting those wins, man. I think he's just an underrated player. And, you know, I, I like Cousins. He's on my fantasy team. He's really keeping things alive this year for me. So um, mm-hmm. shout out, Kirk. I like that. And uh, also love the post game where he's wearing all the chains, and I think it just mm-hmm. gets bigger each week. I want him to continue that. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love iced out Kirk. It's always iced fun out. Kirk is him. fun. 
It's going to be fun until they start losing and the memes will get out of control. All right. Um, not that guy, comma, pal of the week. Who do you have? Uh, so I have, and I could give this to the whole city of New Orleans, um, but I'm Yikes. just going to focus. I'm going to focus on their head coach, Dennis Allen. How is this Yikes. dude an NFL coach? Okay. He's the one guy on their whole program that didn't, you know, wasn't in on Bounty Gate. So might as well give it to the guy with the clean hands. So he is his overall coaching career record as a head coach. He's 14 and 42. Okay. Dude is not a good head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. That's who he is. Uh, and this New Orleans team, watching them in primetime is it is painful. Like I think that they could have a losing record for the next 10 years. Yeah, I I think so. I, I don't think this is going to be their coach for the next 10 years, though. No, <laughs> I think no. there's a good chance he's not back after this year. Um, so what was that stat? He's 14 and 44? 14 and 42. Was yeah, he, he a head, head coach, coach for the before? Raiders? Yeah, he was a head coach gotcha. for the Raiders for three years. Uh, he started off 0-4, yeah. and then he got fired. Um, so not a good look. I am looking forward to the day when Sean Payton takes his next – head coaching gig and then I can just destroy the city of New Orleans with how he just you know didn't like the city didn't do anything for the city yeah remember he's the one that quit on y'all New Orleans trash one of my least favorite places I've ever visited honestly saw you know a shooting was pretty close by never felt safe um trash in the streets dirty city Food overrated, bad. people overrated, smells bad, weird accents, yada, yada, yada. You can go on and on. Uh, I'm just kidding. New Orleans is fine. I've had some good times. Shout out. Um, shout out to some of – there's only you know there's only one Saints player that <clears throat> I've ever liked, and it's Kurt Coleman. And, yep. you know, just a all-around solid dude. So that's the only reason why I can't completely hate on them right now. But, um, you know – Saints of the Saints. We've said that we lose our, our helps the Panthers enough. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody knows how we feel. All right. Not that guy, pal of the week. I'm going to go with uh, another route. Emmanuel Acho, one of the worst television broadcasters <laughs> of all time. Oh, um, hated by one of the most beloved guys on the internet, Big Cat from Barstool. Um, Emmanuel Acho is just an absolute clown. He is a clown. And you can just tell he's just not. Not a smart guy. He's not all there. He he's one of those type of people that wants to act smarter than he is, but he embarrasses himself on TV. Um, he's all worst in on, you know, on on TV. He worst he wears is atrocious. And he's just not a he's not a nice guy. He's not a cool guy. He's made a lot of enemies in the industry. And he he's the big tear player down type of guy. He loves to pick players and tear them down for no reason. It's just part of his agenda. But he I think the reason that he does do it is because he's put all his eggs in one basket on hyping up Tua. Um, mm-hmm. And you know Tua is his golden boy right now. He will go out there and tell you just how good Tua is. Um, and then he'll show you the film of two missing passes and show you this is why he's so good. Just doesn't make sense. Not a high football IQ, and it really makes yeah. sense why he only had 33 career tackles in his career because he was pretty yeah. much garbage player. Um, and shout out Texas, hook them horns. Uh, all right, parlay of the week. Yeah, um, this is the part that all the listeners have been waiting for. Um, parlay's red hot. We've We've won the last three. Um, I'm not telling you guys to take out a, a mortgage. I'm not telling you to take your paycheck and put it in this. This would be that would be a bad idea. 
Um, but if you do want to, you know, join the the red hot parlay, I got Seattle. Syndicate. Join the syndicate. Seattle money line plus one twenty five. All right, we're going to pair that with the New York Giants money line minus two hundred five, and then we're going to pair it with the Jags. Jagging all the way to plus 14 and a half. Okay. You pair those all together plus 393. You That's do what addition. you do as you will. Okay. Cause I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> My parlay of the week is four legs plus 1474. In, and it's going insane. to hit. Trust me, guys. I know what's going to happen this weekend. I'm. No, he this doesn't. is the one that I've, I've never felt so strongly about a parlay in my life. Uh, this is the one. It's going to hit. Um, four legs plus 1474. It's going to yeah, start write off. write this down. I'm going to put the opposite of whatever this is. Go ahead. Yeah, please do. First, we're going to start off in Vegas, where all parlays originate from. Gambling capital of the world. Raiders over Colts. That is a lock. I don't care what the odds are. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what's the plus, what's the minus, who's favored. Don't tell me what I'm getting return on. Just tell dumpster. Me. Go ahead and lock the Raiders down because not only are the Colts a dumpster, not only is there a good chance that JT23 won't play, not only is there a good chance that the worst quarterback to ever start a game in NFL history besides Dan Orvlowski is starting, horns down. Uh, their coach is Jeff Saturday, and it's going to be a – Dumpster fire. This guy was an assistant in high school. He's not going to know what he's doing. It's just it's a really hard league to coach in, and there's no offense to Jeff Saturday. Right, what's your next pick? Going to lose his first one. So that's the first one locked. Next one, I'm going Vikings over Bills. You already God. know where I stand on this one. Case Kingdom's not winning this game. Seahawks over Bucks is part number mm-hmm. three. We already have discussed this. Last one, Cardinals over Rams. Um, yeah, I don't know I like if you know that. this, but Matthew Stafford's probably not going to play that game. Concussion and protocol. Concussion protocol. Um, all right, quick lock of the week and dog of the week, and then we'll get out of here. All right, lock of the week. Already said it. Seattle, I got him for plus three. Dog of the week, right. Chargers plus seven. Too many points. Lock of the week, Raiders. Dog of the week, Cardinals. Stafford right. concussed. All right, and then pick Seattle at Tampa Bay. I got Seattle. You got Seattle. I got Seattle. Vikings at Bills. I got Bills. I got Vikings. All right. Chargers at 49ers. 49ers. Niners. The gold rush. Sounds good. All right. And that's a wrap. Draft ID in no way endorses or recommends the use of a specific sports book, website, or otherwise. The sole purpose of this podcast is solely for entertainment purposes only and in no way intended to serve as advice. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Draft ID Podcast. You guys are awesome. You're worth doing it. Um, if it wasn't for you followers, we wouldn't be wasting our time doing this stuff. And I'm just kidding. We're not wasting our time. Always great highlight of the week to put this together. But be sure, guys, if you like what you're hearing, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Make sure you like and subscribe. It keeps us going. Um, it makes it worth it. You know, somebody's got to keep the light on. Somebody's got to pay the bills. That always helps out because it is a sunk cost at times with this podcast. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, fun stuff. Check us out on draftedesports.com for tons of NFL updates, action, big board, NFL draft stuff, college football previews, all that great stuff. Um, 
And then check us out on social media, Mock Draft Monday. That's right, Mock Draft Monday, the one and only Twitter and Instagram. You will like what you find, I guarantee it. All right, guys, until next time, see you later.